Through the years, I've had students attempt many different projects for their finals. And every year, one of those projects is a living automaton. A sentient being made of metal and magic that can think and speak for itself. I tell those students that I, I believe it can be done. I believe that they have the potential to make it. But it isn't a good final project. A being that sophisticated is nearly impossible to create in such a short of amount of time. Building just one alone could take years or even decades. To build one in a matter of weeks, one would need... Well, some sort of outside intervention. Divine, or more likely, malicious. Best from afar, and far from the best. But it's better than good. Is good, better, quest. Once again, to Good Better Quest. I am, of course, your Fungeon Master, David Hallman, and I am here with my friends, and we are going to play a game of Dungeons and Dragons despite you. Um, so, wow. you guys. Wow, you're coming in hot, man. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Coming in, coming in angry. I'm bringing, I'm bringing the right energy to this shit. I'm so scared. previously on Dragon Ball Z, you should be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> previously on Dragon Ball Z, you're in the upper dark. It is kind of a strange uh, amusement park for violent delights uh, for many people. There are Actimatronics, which are essentially Warforged disguised as people, and they are all a part of different storylines and things like that. You ran into a few different Actimatronics, one of which leading to what you thought was going to be Moth, who had overthrown a previous matron mother in the drow city of Grimvale. On your way there, you ran into a dead Myconid, uh, a real Myconid. You ran into a Mind Flayer Actimatronic who knew it was an Actimatronic. You ran into a parody of a book series that Nolan and I love very much and only three people are going to get the reference if they ever listen to this show. But it's it made me happy, so fuck you. Um... <laughs> <laughs> this is my show, damn it! You're gonna like it's, it. it. This is <laughs> this is my show, and guess what? Now it's now it's just welcome to Dritz Talk. I'm David Holman. This is all we're doing. It's a trap now. You can't it's stop listening. You're invested. What if I continue with the story? Yeah. Now you gotta listen to every episode. So aggressive to the audience. <laughs> After that, you came to Grimvale, found the moth in question was not actually the moth you thought it was. It was an actimatronic part of a storyline. And then moth was actually there. Moth Araushni Baltana, the masked drow woman you all know and one of you loves, maybe? Disputing a plot line that the drow wanted to blot out the sun, saying that that's a mind flayer uh, trope. And then she said, uh, See, this is one of my favorite parts of that episode is, is she said it's almost as bad as the trope of 
drow women falling for very young human men and then cash shot of an <laughs> eldritch blast above her head and uh, she looked over and said, speak of the devil. <laughs> and that's where we are. So you have just eldritch blast, which is not a bard spell, by the way. You you got that as one of your secret lore. Yeah, one of my additional magical secrets. It's a secret. It's a secret. I'll never tell. I'll never <laughs> tell. <laughs> my summer girlfriend wrote it in my grimoire. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, Moth is there. She looks up at the burn mark on the wall behind her from the Eldritch Blast, uh, and uh, she looks at the the dwarf that she's been yelling at, and she says. Give us a moment, please. And he says, all right, fine, whatever. While, while Moth is talking to the dwarf, I think the only thing that Yardy has actually noticed is that Cash has tensed up and, you know, reactively shot an Eldritch Blast. So Yardy has pulled out the full moon boom and his handgun, and he's got his tail out with his, his flare gun, and he just is making sure that Cash is okay, and he slaps Cash in the face with his tail accidentally, but because he feels that contact, he automatically casts Guidance on Cash as it <laughs> slaps him in the face, and just like, everything's okay, what are we doing? What's what's happening? I love, Guidance is a cantrip, right? Yes. I almost love the idea that every time he casts it, it's on accident. <laughs> it's, it's just because he brushes his tail against someone. Moth walks up to you guys, and uh, she says... I'll be honest, I'm a little surprised to see you here. I I didn't I didn't think you'd be away from the university this fast. I'm sorry, Yardy, you just hit me with your tail in my mouth, and I had a whole thing planned to say. <laughs> oh my gosh, Moth, uh, hold on one second. I have something really cool I'm gonna say to you in a moment, but Yardy, my buddy, please, I love you gotta work on that okay oh my god it's in my nose it's everywhere oh it's everywhere yardy pulls out the leopard handkerchief that he has and just gently wipes cash face yeah. with to get the, the hair off just, oh oh buddy I, i'm sorry if i'd known you were going to say something cool like i totally would have reacted differently i'm sorry he gets it's behind a- him rubs his shoulders for a second and just like one eye just looks at cash or looks at moth or moth just <clears throat> rubbing Cash's shoulder. Okay. All right, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> what? You mean this wasn't part of your scheme, Moth? Your whole plan? Surely you knew we would be here. I'm sure you're in charge of this whole stupid quest that we're on. This isn't even a real quest, right? It's part of this, whatever this plot line is, those you know, this weird people we met in the woods and this guy, I just gesture to the dwarf that's like over in the corner. <laughs> he, he's looking at that tablet thing and he looks up and he's like, the fuck? And that weird mushroom, creepy dead thing in the woods, it's all part of the stupid plan of yours, huh? What are you gonna do, try to take me over? Just like you did, just like you did Professor Nedrag. When are you gonna tell us all about this? At the the mention of Professor Nedrag, you see the, I don't know if I've ever described it, I've always meant to, and I may have forgotten, but she has on her wooden mask, this very plain wooden mask, there is a yellow, almost horizontal crescent moon, almost looking like it's about to touch and become a circle. And it's very close to becoming a circle. It looks like it's actually gotten closer since the last time you saw her but at the mention of professor nedrak it does glow and you see her eyes go wide and she says we need to go to a tavern and talk let's go let's sit down you have questions and whatever answers i have i want to give them you had me a tavern <laughs> <laughs> When the uh, the crescent moon on the mask glows, can Yardy make a religion check on it? Sure. Yardy's about moons and stuff, you know. Yeah. Like, What's I, the moon? I like your moons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's a nine, so it's a very pretty moon, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's it's a very nice moon. It it is. Salune would be proud. However, you haven't seen this particular moon in any drawings or, or religious texts or anything like that. But that, granted, you've probably read one and it's a brochure and you've only read it halfway. Well, I'm a champion. Why, why do I need to read? Yeah, well, I mean, there's that. And then it's like, you literally talked to Salune. So it's like, why do you, why? Why would you need to read? Books. Um, Books. <laughs> Books. Fucking nerds. So she takes y'all through a few streets in Grimvale. And every once in a while, this this is a drow city. There's there's just drow abound. And with them, a lot of places, you see they have slaves walking with them. Oh. Some goblin, you know, some elves, a few humans here and there. And Moth comes to just a rock on the edge of town uh, that is uh, against an abandoned building and she traces her finger around a, uh, a small carving in the wall and the rock disappears and she begins to walk down a set of stairs and you see a uh, kind of a secret tag tavern and there is a sign above the bar that says Dagar's Muldoon. Sorry, Muldan. And you see this seems to be like a small safe haven for a lot of slaves that have escaped and are, are trying to come up with their next plan or even just some that are trying to come up with a plan to escape. The majority of them like have collars or something on them, some sort of symbol from the drow houses. And there is a halfling bard singing on the uh, on the stage and and kind of brings a little bit of levity to the scene so everyone really seems to be enjoying his music and there's a, a little sign at the foot of the stage that says uh, Lightfoot Taylor and, and Moth gestures to a table in the corner and she says let's have a seat I want to know what you know so I can know what to tell you. Well, that feels suspicious, doesn't it? Couldn't you just tell us everything? And then we don't have to pick and choose what we know versus what you said versus he said, she said. Moth, I'm tired. Okay? I'm... You look it. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I thought I was looking, you know, I thought I looked pretty hot in this shirt. You already, you know, Dura, come on. I mean, it's a she, pretty deep V. I mean, I was she, looking. She does not know what she's talking about. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a beautiful V. It's amazing. Thank you. Siggy, Siggy's just, just looking at it, and she's very slowly nodding her head, but it's very clear she doesn't She doesn't actually have an opinion on it. <laughs> that's, why I didn't, that's why I didn't go to Siggy. <laughs> yeah, no. Never go to Siggy for fashion advice. No. Siggy's more like, is it clothes? Good. Is it is it lavender? Is it blue? Is that what she her colors are? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Moth, there, there are so many more important things going on between me having a, apparently cursed the entire school. It's my fault. I've unleashed the Reese to Beth on everybody. Uh, we are sitting in a tavern full of slaves. There's some mushroom thing dying in the woods. And here we are talking to you because you don't give us straight answers. Okay? What a freaking waste of my time. I am so tired of feeling used. And I know when you're as attractive as I am, it just comes with the territory. Everybody wants a piece. Of old cash black. I uh, get it. But I cannot sit here and be taken advantage of any longer. You took over Nedrag's body, took over his soul. I don't know what you did, but we saw it, Moth. That circle is is glowing again. But the the corners don't touch. Uh, or Sorry, the lines don't touch. She nods. And she says, well, let's start with one thing, because I know it's unsettling. Um, but it's, it's important to remember. And she 
raises her hand and whistles and all the actomatronics look her way and she uh, snaps her fingers in a, uh, a quick pattern and everything freezes and she says no one in here but us is real this scenario exists in the actual underdark but everything beyond that it's a play it's a it's a show it's a game it's not real so i guess it's less to worry about there just cuz i know the concept is unsettling but it's not as bad as it could be she snaps the pattern again and they go back to drinking and laughing and listening to uh taylor Yardy kind of surveys around as this is happening and looks back at Moth and says, You haven't answered Cash's question. All you've shown us is that you are continuing to manipulate those around you. All you've shown is control, and you haven't answered our questions. You are being very disingenuous. I... I am not the one who created... The, the programming for them. I, I'm just, I have been told how to use it. But if you want to know everything I know, uh, here we go. I'm reading what I wrote. Hold on. <laughs> All this time, um, Durak is, um, he's like sitting back with his arms crossed and, um, uh, on his face, you can tell that he is he is concentrating. He is concentrating harder than you have ever seen, you've ever seen Durak concentrate. He is like, because in in one way or another, for himself, his his own like self worth is at stake. Um, yeah. Uh, because he's cast his lot with Moth, and if if she's a bad guy, then he's a bad guy. But he's got these these friends that matter to him now, and so you know. This is an important moment for him because he's got to decide where his loyalties actually lie. And he has to discern how far away Moth's plans are from their own because it could just be they're taking different paths, in which case they just need to walk away from each other. But it could be, though, that they're taking cross-purposes, and if they're taking cross-purposes, then he knows what he has to do. So um, he's just, like, sitting back. He's not fucking around with anything. He's yeah. not fiddling with anything. He is just like there in the moment. Yeah. He hasn't touched the ale that's been dropped in front of nope. him. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Cash, while Yardy is talking, Cash turns to, to Durak and is like alarmed at <laughs> how still he's being. He's like, <laughs> like oh, this, oh shit, this, shit is serious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cash is looking in the ale to see like what's in it that that, that even Durak won't drink it. <laughs> oh god, is this that purple stuff we had in that weird <laughs> test? The oh. Zirkwood. <laughs> Moth clears her throat and she says, "I cannot account for a lot of time after I graduated from the school." There's about 50 years I don't remember. And I took this mask because I was having dreams. And I'm fairly certain those dreams have something to do with that time. I remember them vividly now. I sleep with this mask on. And I remember. <sighs> the things in these dreams are... I'm graduating from school with Madia. I'm at a pub with Ned Drag. I'm at a funeral. I'm celebrating Madia's job acceptance as the head of Arcana. I'm standing in front of a village burning to the ground with my hands on fire. I am in the school trying to help Ned Drag figure out who took Lolf's leg and, and masks drift globe and why I'm standing in front of the Ristabeth. I'm behind Nedrag as he kills an entire party congratulating him for becoming the head of artificing. I 
remember these moments uncomfortably vividly. I do not remember the context, and it frightens me. You say that you know things I did. I don't know if you're in the same boat as me, um, where you know some of the things, uh, but I'm honestly, I'm hoping maybe that if you do, maybe you know something I don't, and that's the context. Yardy, as he's listening to this, the the seven points on his face that line up with the stars of Salune start to, to glow, and his tail begins to light up. And he leans over to Siggy, and he looks at her hand, and he looks back to Moth. And he says, To convince us, I want to verify the magic in the mask lines up with what you're telling me. If these are memories that you have, that mask should have some divination magic, and we can verify that. If you want us to trust you, you will let the little one touch your face. She takes it off of her face and hands it to Siggy. And you all see her face. She looks just like the portrait you saw back in the Hall of Infamy. But she looks tired. And she hands Siggy the mask and Siggy immediately takes it with the gauntlet. And you see it glow and various gears and pistons roll up her arm and a small ticker tape of uh, paper <laughs> pops out of her shoulder. And she looks at it like one of those stock things. And uh, she says, yep, it's divination. She hands it back to Moth. And Moth uh, puts it back on. And she says, I don't want to forget anything I have done. So I keep this mask on. I need to know about what happened in those 50 years. She looks at Siggy and Yardi and Durek, and she says, Can I have a moment alone with Cash, please? Durek um, stands up. He takes his ale. And he walks, um, like, not, not very far away, but far enough away that there is a semblance of privacy. Like, he goes and leans up against the bar closest to where they are, where their table is, and um, he, he, drinks, he drinks his beer. And the next time you look back, he's actually got another one. <laughs> so he, he's feeling a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. Yardy stands up and, and bends over into Cash's ear and says, I'm going to give this to her because she just trusted us, but no, I will be... Over in the corner, I'll be watching the entire thing. If you need anything, just raise a hand and I will be right back. And he stands up and he uses his tail to kind of guide him and he backs away, just mm -hmm. looking at Moth, never breaking eye contact, and just backs <laughs> away to as close to Durek as he can get <laughs> without looking at him. Durek, like, puts his hand out and catches, like, Yardy on it, like, puts his hand against Yardy's back as he's going back and he's like, oh, slow down there, buddy. <laughs> He, Yardy leans back into like Durak's arm and like has it around his shoulders and just continues to look at Moth. As Siggy leaves, she pats uh, her hand on Cash's back and uh, kind of reiterates what Yardy said. She says, just whatever you need, we're here. What's your passive perception? Oh, shit. Cash. Uh, not high. Uh, it is, I think, 11. <laughs> Okay. Because yeah, isn't it just isn't it just ten plus your wisdom? Yeah, plus okay. your perception. Yeah, uh, not good. So yeah, Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She just she pats you on the back, and she walks away, and she sits down at the table with Durak and Yardi, and she pulls out a small gold coin, and places it in the center 
of the uh, of the table, and you can hear the conversation happening at at Cash's table. <laughs> I I thought for sure your wisdom was too high for that. Uh, fuck. <laughs> Less of a private conversation than they thought. Okay. I'll make sure to spill all of my deep secrets. Ooh. Yeah. As if no one were listening, because no <laughs> one is listening. <laughs> Moth is kind of toying with her mug of ale that she has not sipped from. It is literally just a prop for her to do something with her hands. And she she's just kind of... <sighs> okay. As she is trying to think of what to say, uh, you hear uh, Lightfoot Taylor call out to the audience, Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. I am great. I'll now be taking requests of any of my other songs. Yardy shouts, Do you know Tabaks in the Cradle? <laughs> I didn't write that one. <laughs> Harry Chapin is spelled H-A-I-R-Y. <laughs> <laughs> Moth just straight up looks Cash in the eye and she says, Moth, how old are you? Or, or damn it. <laughs> she says, Cash, how old are you? Well, according to Durak, I'm very, very old. Very old. Wizened, in fact. Um, eight, 18? Uh, the human age of 18. Legal age, if I need to remind you. She, she, like, you just see a huge breath leave her chest, and she's... (laughs) (laughs) It's the square root of your age plus seven, right? (laughs) She says, Cash, I am 202. And Siggy hears that, and she goes, 202? (laughs) And, uh... Lightfoot Taylor says, Ah, yes, 202, one of my songs, yes. I don't know about you, but I feel 202. And he begins to sing that song. And uh, Moth Moth says, uh, This feels weird, Cash. This this feels very weird. I'm a little unsettled with this. Durak, Durak nudges Yardy. He goes, It's only weird if you make it weird. <laughs> No, I think in this case, it might actually be weird. (laughs) Cash, I may not remember things. I'm not as wizened as an actual 202-year-old drow, but is this... is this weird? I mean, is it weird that you've lived so long, you've actually forgotten a whole chunk of your life that's not even, you know... I mean, you've forgotten more about your life than I've even lived... If we put it that way, um, no, it's not weird. I mean, that's weird. <laughs> I mean, listen, there's like some weird mind flayer thing in the woods over there. That was weird. That was weird. Yeah, I, and I it, saw them. They're weird. I tried to talk to his plants outside. They weren't plants. And then they hypnotized. That was weird. This isn't. No, 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 no. Uh, Moth, what's weird? What's weird is why... We keep running into each other. Agreed. Why, you know, me, a young, hot, 18-year-old in its prime, um, and a tabaxi and a... We don't know what Durak is. <laughs> you know what? I Just a really, just a really unhealthy human. <laughs> <laughs> Could be this whole time. That's been, that's been... That's been his secret, like Bruce Willis being dead the whole time. Like it just turns out he's just like a really poorly put together person. He's like, just no, a human he's, that's just fucked up. It's you know how you eat too many carrots and you'll turn you know orange. like orange. He just he eats so many of his own boogers. Oh, it's just wow, <laughs> wow, just that is awful. No, it's all that. He is, yeah, he is a barbarian. <laughs> just true in spirit. No. But, yeah. but Moth, I mean, we're you, we're students. Why we keep running into each other and helping? I mean, seemingly helping you at around every turn. Uh, I mean, we killed that hippo. Oh, that sounds. See, that was weird. That's weird. This isn't weird. That is weird. You know, 
Um, you, you took that boat ship. That was also very weird. Ma, the age difference between us is not the weirdest part of our relationship. <laughs> I mean, Yardi is a tabaxi who can hold a gun with his tail. That's weird. Okay? She nods. I believe you. I do. But forgetting your crimes doesn't mean you've atoned for them. Doesn't mean you're acquitted of those crimes. I want to help you remember, but how, you know, does justice need to be served in some way? No, I'm not the jailer or the judge or the jury. I, but we saw people killed, a whole room of people killed. And I believe you when you say you don't remember that, but God, I am scared for when you do. What happens if you remember why you did that and you're like, oh yeah, that was a great reason. Oh yeah, I remember that. I liked that. And now you're all dead. I don't know. Moth's not laughing. David is laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Durak is nodding his head like solemnly. Like this is the smartest shit he has heard all day long. He is so on board with this. Like you can see his fists are clenching above the table. And he's just nodding his head. Moth says, I understand. I, I, I really do. I want you to know that if I ever do figure out why I did those things, I can guarantee you that there will be no just reason. I will serve whatever time I must, but I don't think I did those things. Not on my own. I loved Nedrag. He was one of my best friends. I love my sister. I was so happy for her when she became the head of Arcana. I love that school. It's pretty great. It's a great school. And I I helped I helped at one point with some some missing artifacts going on all sorts of silly adventures with Madia and Nedrag. I think we were a team. And the, the circle does begin to close a little bit more. It's so goddamn close. Moth, you mentioned the Ristabeth. What, I know you don't know the context of those memories, but what happened with you and the Ristabeth? Is, is that, and Cash is looking and, and, and playing, has been playing absentmindedly with the ring on his finger, um, as he, as he's done since he's had it. Um, but he starts to pull at it. Moth, what if you were a nice, normal student and helping the school and doing all these wonderful things and you made stupid deal with the Ristabeth and you put your team at risk and that's what's going to happen with me and, and Yardi and and Durak and what happens and, and Cash is like pulling, like ripping at this at this ring at this point. Moth, I need you to tell me what your memory of you, of you and the Ristabeth now, now. She holds her hand out and she says my little mortal if I knew I would tell you, and if, if I could give anything up to fix it, I would. I don't know what I did, I don't know what it asked of me, I don't know what it got, but whatever it took to save you from that, I would stop. At, real quick, we're gonna switch over to the table, you guys, uh, Durek and, uh, Yardi, Siggy's coin begins to put off kind of a staticky noise. And you no longer really hear what's happening at the table. Um, instead, you start to hear what almost sounds like I don't know the content. I don't know what it would be in this world, but but like an SOS from something that's fallen. And you hear it through this this garbling. It must be freed. We have to free it. Free it. It must be freed. We've got to save the Elder One. It must be freed. The Elder One must be freed. The Elder One must be freed. The Elder One must be freed. And you guys begin to hear around you the occupants of the bar begin to quietly reiterate this the more that it repeats on the coin. Um, and Siggy looks around and her arm is acting weird. It's, it's almost like she's not in control of it. It uh, it starts to move 
and uh, it. I think the joystick to control Cherry is on her right side. Didn't we determine the gauntlets on her left hand? So her hand is trying to move over to the, the control for Cherry across her body. She's very confused and she's trying to fight it. Um, Yardi wants to melt the coin. Can he cast a sacred flame on it to try and just stop the SOS coming through? What is sacred? Is it a, an attack roll or a save? It's an attack throw. Yeah, just uh, give oh, me, give I know me it's, that it's attack. a it's a deck save on the target, but I imagine oh, okay, a coin. Cool. It melts. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to see how bad it melted if, if you hit it. So if it was a crit, that table would also go up in flames. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the coin melts, and you don't hear it on the coin anymore, but it's still a soft chorus among the bar and uh moth starts to hear it now too and she says i'm not familiar with this work of lightfoot's well weren't you the elder one elder one or you killed the elder one is this all some god this whole thing is so confusing moth there's already so many layers to this and then you killed the elder one and you were the usurper is that what is is that part of the play what is that Okay, that's straight up. I, They wrote a story and I came on as someone to help make the story more authentic. They thought my name was cool. I'm not even going to kid you there. They just, they wanted to put it in there and they made the bad lady my name. But this, I have no idea what this is. Has this been happening? I mean, this is like the plot. This is why we're here. This is, and, oh, I have... Oh my goodness, my head. I need a nap. And I don't want to ride in that stupid, freaky, living, whatever that was again. The train, the trade car. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Not doing that again. It was unsettling. Uh, Durak, like, at this point, walks up to their table. He has left, he's left the other table, and he walks over there, and he just stands there, looking at Moth. He goes, can you, you make this stop? And he's pointing over his shoulder at the, at the things. And he, like, snaps his fingers, like, real awkward. <laughs> Trying to do her thing. Yeah. One yeah. of them just gets up and starts doing, like, that Russia dance. <laughs> For some reason, you, you, you did that code. Nice. Um, give me just a second. Let me look at her spell list to see if there is anything that can stop this. Should I figured she'd just do her little snappity thing. Are they all, they're all still walking around and doing this chorus? They are. Oh, they're not walking. Like oh, they are standing, standing still and doing this. Uh, is um, is Siggy still trying to reach for her controls on Cherry? At this point, the the her left hand has the joystick, and Cherry is beginning to go out the door. And she says, "Hey guys, um, help!" While this <laughs> is while this is happening, can Yardi cast detect evil and good? To see if something evil is controlling these things. And Durak is chasing after Cherry. Like, just... Okay. You get a very small glow from all of the Actimatronics at this moment. Oh, fuck. In their heads. And you see it on Siggy's arm. And you see a trail in the sky of this i i want to say it's it's like a pink dusty aura around you know the the actopatronics heads and you see this trail going outside the door and moth does the snappy finger thing and the actopatronics do stop but cash still hears the the message and it's not like it's, it's not all crackly, like, from the coin. It sounds, it has a telltale gush of wind behind it, like when Cash speaks to plants. And Moth is looking at, at you guys and, and says, I have no idea what the fuck just happened. Dude, do any, am I having a stroke? Do you guys know what that was? Do you smell burnt toast? I, not burnt toast, but I do smell something... How often are you bathing, Durak? Because it smells like you're not bathing. Durak is um is very near the door, and um he has Cherry by like the the wing back, 
and yeah. just with one hand and cherry is still like trying to move forward but it's like yep. tilted back because he's got the top right and he's got yeah the, he's got the top of the chair and he sniffs under his arm and he goes yeah it's pretty bad I... <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably e- even for me later. i'll probably i'll get a bath i'll get a bath he has no plan on getting a bath. He has no plan. He's just trying to just whisper sweet lies to mm-hmm. his friends. Mm-hmm. Is Cash... Can Cash tell the direction this sound is coming from? Like, is it... Give give me a survival check. Because if you can't figure it out, you're going to die. I'd <laughs> say I don't like that skill. 16. You, you do. Like you, you get kind of an idea. Like you, you look around your ears, you know, and focusing your ears in different directions, and um, it <laughs> and it it leads out the door, and you, Yardy, you don't know that Cash is hearing this, but the the cloud of dust you see is also leading outside the door. Cash, while that exchange was going on. <laughs> With Moth and Yardy and Durek, Cash just stands up and is like, you know, trying to triangulate the sound with his ear, you know, figure out what the sound's coming from, and just starts going towards the door and is like, Durek, Durek, let Cherry go. I think, I think we need to follow Cherry. All right, he lets her, he lets Cherry go. Siggy, we got you. Cherry. We're just gonna follow you. I, we'll be right behind. As as Siggy is is going for, at least someone pay for the bill, please. Tip at least 25%. Siggy, they're fake. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, but money is still valuable to them, I'm sure. They <laughs> seem to have, like, an actual economy. It seems like even okay. though they're all fake, they're all still living their own lives. And capitalism is going on here. And capitalism doesn't really work. But it might be working for them because they're really... And, yeah. <laughs> Yardy takes out the full moon boom and fully puts the stock against his shoulder and follows Cherry about 30 feet behind and just watches where Siggy is going. Durak walks like just behind, like one step behind and to the left of Cherry. Is, um, is Moth following? Yes, okay. absolutely. She She's she doesn't better. have, <laughs> she doesn't have either of those spells. She has no idea. She doesn't have speak with plants. She doesn't have detect evil and good. She Ooh. is confused. Miss. Miss, I'm 202 years old. Look, she needs a... She needs us. Hmm. I... Listen. The amount of... I can count on no hands the amount of times I have needed speak with plants. And that is because it is zero. It is... <laughs> listen. Mothman is incredibly useful. It is very annoying. Most... 90% <laughs> of the time. Incredibly annoying. 90% of plants want to die. Did you know that? <laughs> 60% of the time, it's annoying every time. Well, that, that one plant in the graveyard wanted to die after I yeah. after I tried to pluck it. I'm so sorry. That was yeah. traumatizing. That was, was silly. Well, then there was the tree that got slashed. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He was bleeding sap and crying sap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. We did a lot of, like, real, like, just... I don't know, dude. I feel like I feel like we've progressed some in, in terms of civilization. Like we've become civilized, I think, a lot Ooh, more. I don't know. The vegans are gonna come for us. I'm scared. Well, the the vegans are gonna come for everyone eventually. But yeah. We're just mean to plants. They'll, they'll take they'll take over. They have the powers. The psychic powers. Um, the psychic powers. Cherry goes off in um in a direction like away from the rest of Grimvale. And actually, okay, you can see it's trying to break through a wall on the outside of the town, and it does like put a dent in the in the stone, like like cracks some of the stone, but ultimately just decides to climb over it. Moth brings her hands together and uh, makes a large circle with her hands, a silvery glow trails behind them and a huge uh, five foot disc appears in front of you and she, she says get on and uh, it's Tensor's floating disc and she 
if if you get on, she she uses it as a, a means to get over the wall. Direct hops on because he's done this before and it was scary but fun. Okay, that this is pretty cool. I can't do this. Okay. <laughs> Yardy is absolutely the last one to get on, and as he sees Cash, he like he like puts a foot on and, and touches it, and then hops directly behind Cash and just sits as close to him as he possibly can get. Yeah, Moth dispels it when when y'all get to the other side. Midair. Um, <laughs> yeah. Dexterity checks for everyone. <laughs> Followed by survival checks. No. <laughs> and she uh, she continues to follow Siggy, and Siggy is going out into the woods, and Cherry stops in front of a hollowed out stump, and Siggy's got control of her arm again, and she says, That was weird. I'm scared. I'm very scared. Uh... Durek has been, like, super chill pretty much this whole time. Just, you know, one foot after the other, making things happen. But when Siggy says she's scared, you can see, like, his whole posture changes. And he stops looking, like, serious and thoughtful and starts looking more like the Durek that you know and love. Uh, and uh, his, his arms seem to get a little bit longer. And uh, uh, his overall posture is one of, um, uh, of, of power. And thunder just happened. Like thunder just happened right after I said power. I was like, boom. That's awesome. Yeah. He already still says a, a good distance away, 15, 20 feet, just around a, a tree line where Siggy is. How long does detect good and evil last? Uh, I think it's only a minute, actually. Oh, it okay. only took us 45 seconds to get here, though. <laughs> yeah, we really no, dragged 10 it minutes. out. I was, to 10 I was minutes. timing it. Yeah. Give me a pure luck check. Give me, give me 15 or higher. That was not a 15 or higher. That was a 2. Mm. Oh. Mm. That's a bummer. Yardy's very unlucky. I'm sorry. All I was going to say was it doesn't last uh, until you get there. He was he made you roll a base and be like, fuck you. It doesn't work anymore. <laughs> no, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to see. Like, it might have. Cash casts, or just generate, he tur- turns on his speak with plants just to see if he could get that feeling again. See if there's any, he can hear where that SOS is coming from. You hear a voice saying, We've got to free him. He has to be freed. He has to be freed. The other one has to be freed. It's not fair. He's trapped up here. We gotta, we gotta free him. We gotta, gotta free him. The other one must be free. And it's coming, coming from the stump. Cash is like stuck his finger in his ear and is like shaking it. Like, like it doesn't sound right. He's like, that's an, oh boy, that's a, well, that's a new sound. That's a new voice. I haven't heard that before. Uh, I... Okay. I'm going to walk over to the stump. Slowly. Slowly. And then I'm going to very, like, <laughs> very gently, like, put my hands on top of the stump and, like, peer over it. Like, peer, like, down into it. <laughs> what you see is a little mushroom person. But he's he's got patches of metal uh, on him. He almost looks kind of like Siggy. You know, he's got some robotic appendages. He's got a weird gauge next to his head. And there is um, a wire, a, a brass wire cage around the giant mushroom cap with broken glass uh, in the panes of it and a tube going from, you know, the top of that. And it is very clear the tube is is broken. Um, give me a medicine check real quick. Yeah. Oh, medicine. Making me do all these things I'm not good at. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, Bard's supposed to be a little bit good at everything, right? I'm a doctor here. Uh, 17. Oh, pretty good. Okay. <laughs> This thing's in a little bit of rough shape. It, it's um, it's it's got some small injuries. That's most of what you get. I I turn around once I see him. I, I turn around to everyone else, and I, I ge- very quietly gesture to like come over, um, and I I peek back over and I I say, uh, uh, hello, hello, hi, oh, can I help you? That looks painful. All this broken glass, um. Can I assist? What has 
happened here? Do you wind up? Should I pick you up? That seems weird. No, um, can I, and I cast mending on the glass to see if I can fix the tube or fix what's happening on on him. I don't know if that even as as you get closer to it, like as you go to touch it, you hear it kind of it when it looks up at you. Who's that? Um, a friend? Maybe a friend. Friend. And you see this pink dust just spray out of this hose right into your face. I think Siggy was standing next to you also looking at it. Like she's got her thumb doing the uh, the recording thing. And she's like, some kind of weird mushroom guy. Just, just robo mushroom? Shoot. Shroombot? I don't, I don't know. And it gets her in the face too. You hear the the little mushroom man just just saying, "Can you help? I I need help. We're all we're all in trouble, and and the elder one needs us." And you hear Siggy's thoughts, and she's like, "What the fuck is happening?" And you you hear the mushroom guy say, "You said a swear." <laughs> Cash thinks, oh no, they can hear my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Moth walks over and is like, hey guys, what's going on? Ah! No. Um... <laughs> Cash, Cash looks, and I guess thinks, thinks at the mushroom. Sure. Um, and and uh, thinks, yes, 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 friend, friend. <gasps> friend. Oh my gosh, you already... I apologize for earlier complaining about the cat hair in my mouth. This is a hundred times worse. Ooh, it's so dry. I'm sorry, it's that cherry flavored. I can't help it. It's <laughs> talk. Yardy, Yardy looks at Durak and goes, I thought the hair in the mouth was a good thing. I didn't realize it was bad. Now I feel bad. Durak just like looks at him, shrugs his shoulders and keeps like waiting. Really? You thought it was a good thing. No, 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 no. More like, more like, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Um, but he thinks again. Uh, yes, friend, we are all, we are here to help you and free, uh, free the elder one. Um, can I help you? Do you need assistance? Um, initially, can I get you out of here? Where, do, where would you like to be in this situation currently? I did fall it down. Um, if you could. If you could get me out of here, that would help. Um, who's we? Oh, uh... Is it, is it you and this lady? And Siggy, Siggy's like, okay, alright, very clearly a child. Like, you hear her saying this, but also thinking it. Uh, yes, it's, uh, Siggy and, uh, the, the these, uh, kind people over here, and, and gestures to, uh, Yardi and Durak and, and Moth, and we're all, we're all here to help you and to free... Uh, will free you for first of all, and I kind of just scoop my hands flat down so it can either I don't know if it wants to walk uh, walk does it walk is it it it's it's like the size of a toddler oh. um but with a giant mushroom head so imagine the height of a toddler and then put that toddler horizontal and that's that's how big the mushroom cap is okay uh whew. uh all right one two three I guess and guess just reaches in and scoops like under the armpit, kind of like how you'd pick up a toddler. Yeah. Just kind of scoops him up. And um, it's like Lion King holding this uh, mushroom baby <laughs> thing up. And thinks, see, see, everyone's here. Uh, don't mind the chair. Ooh, that's frightening. Uh, it's fine. It won't lick you or hurt you. I hope not. It's funny. Oh, you like it? It's got a, okay. it's got a silly face. Okay, well then, and then Cat I guess just sets him down like near the chair. <laughs> it's it's very clearly happy, and it it you know it pets Cherry for a second, and then it walks over to Moth, Durak, and Yardy, and um, Durak takes a step back away from it. <laughs> it uh, out. You don't like that's it. I it's it's legitimately frightening. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Yardy, Yardy looks at him and he shakes his tail over and puts fur on him. Just shakes shakes his fur off on the the little mushroom and just looks at Cash and goes, "See, we can share. We can do. Bo- we, we both have 
things that we can spray on people. Oh, you both have spores. Great. Excellent. Good job, Yardy. The Yardy, when you do that, you just see the mushroom looking up at you. And like it doesn't have a mouth, but you get the sense it's trying to smile. And Cash, in your mind, you hear... What did his spores work so that I can hear him? Um, and, and Cash thinks, his his spores are, are different. They are, uh, fr- think of them as friendship spores. Uh, you two are now buds for life. Uh, once Yardy spreads his fur on you, uh, buds for life. You can trust him with anything now. Isn't that great? <laughs> he runs over and, and hugs Yardy's legs. And, like, more of those spores just kind of... Durag has his axe out. Durag has his axe out, and he is, like, three steps back and, like, primed and ready to go and swinging if this goes any other way but good. Moth is nearby, and and she's... (laughs) She's she's standing in front of Durag, and she says, "It's, it's, It's okay. I think it's okay. I think it's all right. Everyone seems to be okay. Sun's getting real low, big guy. Um, It... I think this is the third time I've said that to Durag. <laughs> Feels appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, she walks over and and tries to get, like, a waft of the spores as well. She thinks, just in general, testing one, two, three. Anyone? Cash is, Cash is f- visibly sweating. <laughs> Bit, like, um... That episode of Spongebob where they, like, zoom in on Squidward when he's trying not to eat the Krabby Patty, and it's just, like, big yes. beads of sweat. <laughs> yes. It's, it's that situation. And um, Cash is like, just don't, don't think of, don't, nope, mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. Yardy, I think <laughs> once he hears Moth's voice in his head, that's when he figures out that these are psychic spores or, you know, whatever. And... <laughs> Prior to that, Yardy had just been thinking, I wish we could have gotten food at that tavern. Cash looked hungry. I, I could have made him another little tinfoil uh, trophy. That would have been nice. That would have cheered him up. He he looks like he needs some cheering up. That moth, she's just she's just toying with his heart. And I just she she deserves to be to be reprimanded and To be what? Oh, 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 why can you hear these? You fiend! Get out of my head. I I believe we're dealing with, um, she pulls out a small field guide to the Underdark, and she And in the background, comes, in the background, you hear, Yeah, I'm real hungry. I could go for some Fruit Loops right now. Oh, boy. Yeah, what if I get another, I wonder if I get another ale. I wonder, God, I wish I'd have got one to go. I wonder if they'd have given me one to go. And it's just, that carries on, like, just in the background. And he hears y'all, but he doesn't even try to stop his little hungry train of thought. It's just did, stream of okay. consciousness consumption. Here's the thing. Did did Durak get the spores at any point? Yeah, he got them a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I was just about to say, because they would be so much funnier to me if he's just saying this. Saying it out loud. And everybody thought he was thinking. Anybody hungry? I'm sure I'm hungry. God, I'm sure you know go. what? We, we'll go with that. We can make we can make that cannon. So yeah, yeah. and then and then Moth just picks up the, the mushroom guy and just shakes it over your head like a salt shaker. <laughs> Durak, Durak sneezes a few times and then you hear his voice as if in stereo. Not sure yeah. hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> Durak only says exactly what he's thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was really but, hoping that like we'd all be like thinking at each other. And Durax was like, what the hell going on what here? Going on here? <laughs> that kind of was. Kind of w- wish I was a bear right now. And he's, just like, <laughs> he's just like thinking about being a bear and foraging for berries and how like yeah. bees don't sting so bad and he can get all the honey he wants. And uh, <laughs> it's just, he's really, he's really leaning into the whole being a bear thing to the point that he's n- like really not paying very much attention anymore. He has gone off on this little journey. Does Moth figure out what we're dealing with? Yeah, Moth uh, opens the the field guide uh, from her uh, uh, bag of plot devices. She says, "This is a myconid, this or some variation. Apparently, at this age, they have something called rapport spores. Just allows you to communicate telepathically." Spores? Rapport spores. Cash uh, thinks. This is weird. This is weird. This is weird. Um, 
uh, do you have a name that we could call you by so we don't get confused as to who we're talking to? Durek. Thank you, Durek. <laughs> roll, roll call. <laughs> All right, I said mine already. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, while uh, cat or while Moth is talking about this, Yardy really doesn't want to let her into any of his thoughts, and he just projects a picture of a fish the entire time he looks at her. <laughs> just think just, about baseball. Just think about baseball. Think about, think about fish. Think Anybody about fish. else want to eat some fish right now, though? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. Um, just imagine it's like you're like in a lobby and it's like we're all just like talking psychically in our heads instead of Yardy. It's just a picture of a fish. Like a fish. Like we yeah, all have our actual they, faces and then it's just like an avatar of a fish. Like yeah, Yardy. It's an emoji. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the the rest of this is going to be like actual conversations and Yardy's yeah, he's just gonna be like hands clap emoji, <laughs> Pr- praying emoji, <laughs> crescent mood emoji. Um, That's it. The uh, the Mike did uh, looks at you guys and uh, says, "My name is Portabelle, and I um I came from the bad place, and I need to go back, and we gotta help. We gotta help the other one." Okay, okay, uh, Portabelle, which is an excellent name. I love it. It's a great name. Thank you. Uh, someone with an equally great name. Uh, very appreciate it. The, What's your name? Uh, Cash Black. Direct. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just. gonna happen every time now (laughs) because he thinks it every time (laughs) oh my god you guys are going to talk to someone else yardy is going to ask for someone else's name (laughs) what's your name oh sorry (laughs) Um, it's like there's a set number of questions that direct knows the answer to immediately (laughs) number one one. is his name oh it's his third one Mm -hmm. The first is that he's hungry. Yeah. Always. The answer is yes. Yeah. Uh, you say you come from the, the bad place. Uh, is that the Underdark? Can I go on the limb and, and question that? No, I'm, I I was with my family um, in the in the cage beneath the, 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 the Elder One. It's on the big hill. Big the big hit cat starts looking around for like a big hill, like literally <laughs> just trying to see. Uh, you see, Portobello is pointing to the um, uh, the place that Tilstray Opown insisted was not complete yet. I knew it. We called Direct, it. Direct looks at Yardy, and in 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 his mind, in in his direction, what you see are cages with like just red background behind them uh and then also the cages uh, the 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 aquarium things that those stolen pets were in um and at the mention of cages he's he's in like he's gonna go bust them cages open and um so he's like trying to communicate that to uh to yardy like how deeply that's on his mind Yardy, Yardy gets these pictures from Durek and starts walking towards the mountain and is just, angry emoji, gun shooty emoji, walk fast emoji. Water pistol emoji. Wait, why is it a water pistol? Why don't they have just like an actual gun? Oh, well, it's, <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Yardy, yeah, Yardy, Yardy takes off without, really without conversation. He sees that Durak forecasts these pictures and this is, this is, urgent now to Yardy. Where's where's Professor Fluffernutter going? You know what that is? No, I'm not going to correct you on that one. Professor Fluffernutter, (laughs) he is um, he is going to the big hill now. So I think that's where we're all going. Um, Would you like to be reunited with your family? Are we gonna are we we gonna help him? Oh yeah, big time help. Then yeah. Okay. Uh, Let's, let's, Let's go beat it up. Yeah, the violence is never the answer. 
perhaps this time. But this time. This, t- yeah. this time. Never, never again. No, never again. Oh. This last job and then we're out. All right. Oh, can I... Do you, does it have hands? Yeah, it's got it's it's got little hands. Okay, uh, high five, buddy. And Tesh gives him a high five. It it just goes and hugs your hand. Uh. Uh. <laughs> uh this, this is like, like this. Uh. Okay, I have an idea. Uh, Siggy, can Portabelle ride with you on Cherry? Ride on Siggy, Cherry. Siggy is looking at you like you put her on the spot. And and she's just like, yes, she absolutely Portabelle can absolutely. They just ride with they, me. Their legs are so little, Siggy. They're so little. Look, and Cat is like, <laughs> no. Yeah, is Cat in love with this little yes. this little thing? Yes. Yeah. Cat is adopting Portabelle. Uh, I hope you know that. Yeah, that's fine. Even um, if we have to kill its parents. Cash is like, hear me out, guys. Look, we could use a fifth member of the team. But we don't need eight. Oh, there's a a little brother we have to kill, too. (laughs) Listen, everyone needs a backstory. (laughs) You put Portabelle on Cherry with Siggy. Siggy's trying very hard not to touch Portabelle. (laughs) Um... But you all venture forth into the forest towards the hill in the distance. Better Quest is a Final Plank Media production. Today's GM was David Hallman. Players were Kate Huff, Doug Hawley, and Nolan Lacey. Music provided by TabletopAudio.com and Kevin McLeod. Introduction music, A Prelude of Space, by My Instant Lunch. As always, thank you for listening.